Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be two 20 minute intervals with 90 second rest in between. You're going to do the first one of them at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 and then the next one is going to be at 18 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 20. And you'll find this as RA23 on the ErgZone app under the RA icon. Now this is going to work as a fantastic standalone fitness boosting calorie burning row or you can use it as week four session one of the 2k redux redo plan whatever you want to call it and as being as week four session one that means that i'm going to continue the story of my rowing career that's what i've done in week two and week three session one so i might as well continue in week four picking up on my first time going to boston so the first 10 minutes is going to be a technique as always and then i'll just kind of jump into that little bedtime story once you're locked into the groove all right so let's get into our four minute warm up as we always do and I start off by setting up your machine. Set up your drag factor or resistance first depending on what kind of machine you're using. If you don't know about drag factor for the concept too, please check out the video I have on YouTube. Next up, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. Unless of course the monitor's down in which case just make sure when you're rowing that you keep a good neutral forward gaze. And then finally, your foot straps should cover a point in your feet or shoe which allow you to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins into a vertical position. If you're too high, you might not quite be able to get there. If you're too low, you might go shooting straight past there and can cause kind of power uh, leaks and injury may happen, but we'll see, uh, hopefully not. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's where you set your foot straps. Sorry, I got completely distracted then. So I'm gonna drop the shades and we'll get into a four minute warm up at 18 strokes per minute in three, two, one, let's go. So, it's a warm-up, so what that means is I want you to warm up. I don't want you to hit the ground running at full speed. So just connect with the legs, connect with the arms, get that flywheel moving, get that, those muscles working and your heart, heart rate should start increasing. And then by the time we get about two minutes into this warm-up, should finish around about 2k plus 20 pace, ready to do the single leg drills and things. And if you don't know what I mean by 2k pace, then basically you row a 2,000 meter time trial, divide the end result by four, and that gives you the average 500 meter split time. And that's how I and most indoor rowers discuss and talk about pace, is your slash 500 meter time so press whatever button on your monitor that you need in order to show that if your monitor lets you see that and then if your average 500 meter time works out to be two minutes and five seconds for a 2k then when I say 2k plus 20 then you row it at 225 if I say 2k minus five, then you'd row it at two minutes pace. Good sums out. This is nice. So yeah, so it's just a convenient way, rather than using calories or watts, to try and describe your pace. Okay, so in three strokes time, we're gonna put one foot on the ground. Last one, here we go. One foot on the ground, continue rowing. You shouldn't really have to change your technique at all just because you've got one foot on the ground. You'll just have to think about balance a little bit and gives you a chance to work on that compression to the front of the machine. Two more strokes and then we'll swap feet. Swap feet. Keep rowing. Try and get back into sync with me if you take longer than I do to get your feet in and out of the straps. We should also 
give you a chance to think about whether one of your legs is stronger than the other when you're doing this. Alright, two more strokes. One more. Right. Both feet in, straight legs, and just roll with your arms and your back. So you're just swinging over your hips with your body, your back, and then pulling in the handle, and then you're putting out the handle and swinging back over your hips again. Just basically rowing, just with no power from your legs, okay? That's the important part here. Ooh. Let's do the opposite, arms straight, roll to the front, just push out with your legs. You don't have to go too far. This is just about working on that timing of your leg press and the handle connecting with the flywheel or the water wheel or the magnet or the hamster cage, whatever it is you're using on your rowing machine. That poor hamster. Last stroke. Alrighty, so that's the warm-up done. Keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will briefly describe one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay, so today's workout is going to be two 20-minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. Now you can go ahead and program that into your monitor if you wish, or if you're using the ErgZone app, you'll find it as RA23 under the RA icon. Now the first one of these you're going to do at 20 strokes a minute and at 2K plus 18 pace, and the second one you're going to do 18 strokes a minute and at 2K 20 pace. Basically this is a bottom tier fitness building workout, so I don't want you to overload, which is why you slow down in that second interval, okay? Alright, then we might as well just get straight into it. Like I said, I'll go through technique for the first 10 minutes or so, and then I'll just continue the story of me. Hopefully by that point you'll just locked in the groove, and you won't really need to think about the technique and all that kind of point anyway, you'll just have to just not want to give up so that's what my story is for is to keep you entertained for the next 30 minutes or so okay shades down do you like them They're nice aren't they uh, here we go then so in three two one let's go so 20 strokes a minute 2k plus 18 we'll hopefully just take you four or five strokes maximum to get in and work out how much pressure you need to put into the machine to hit your right pace. Don't have much of a breeze today, so I'm hoping I'm not going to go through the same issue I had on the last one where the wind was causing my drag factor to go all over the place. That's my excuse if you spotted me dropping pace through any of it. I remember, just quickly before I start talking technique, although you can see my heart rate on screen, these training sessions in this plan aren't based around heart rate zones. So you'll see my heart rate creeping up as we go through this row. And although it's meant to be a Run about a UT2 level row, I'll eventually exceed that because I'm keeping the intensity of the, the pace up. Whereas if I was to do a real UT2 row, if I broke that zone, I'd back off my pace. Oh, there's the breeze again. Anyway. Okay, hopefully, now that we're almost two minutes in, you're properly locked into pace, stroke rate. Remember, just listen to me or watch me to get that stroke rate right. You can start thinking about your body position technique stuff. And most of my workouts I will talk a lot about techniques so hopefully this is more of a refresher 
but it might be that this is the first time that you've done one of my sessions. So I don't want to shortchange you and not talk about technique. Now, I'm not saying I've got the best technique. I know I don't, but apart from a few idiosyncrasies, I've pretty much got one that's worth following for the main principles of it, which are, first off, that it's all a drive with the legs, the rowing stroke, okay? So you're not pulling the handle right from the front of the stroke. What you're doing is you're you want straight arms with a quite loose arms as you come forwards. Fingers hooked over the handle. And then you push off with your legs, keeping those arms straight for at least half of the leg drive. So you're not pulling until you get to the back of the stroke. And then you do pull. It's important to finish strong as you come into the back of the stroke. It does make a difference that finish into your chest. But we're not we're still talking about the drive right now. So, arm straight, push off with your legs. So you're hanging off the handle, letting that power surge into the machine. But also, for that to happen, you have to have a forward lean into the machine, okay? So lean forwards, tilting over your hips. Okay, so it's not, I'm not craning my back in. I'm tilting back and forwards over my hips with a good, powerful posture at the front so that when you drive backwards, you brace your core against that drive to send the power through your body and into the handle and into the machine. It's a running theme here, isn't there? It's all about getting the power into the handle and into the machine. It doesn't matter if you've got the fastest leg drive in the world, if you're not actually putting the power into the machine, it doesn't mean a thing. So, good, powerful posture and a forward lean that is helped by making sure when you slide forwards, your shins are in that nice vertical position. So, if you go too far past, you can cause power leaks by your backside kind of springing out from underneath you. And if you stop short of that vertical position, that's potential leg drive that you could have put into the machine. And again, like I said, it's all about how much power you can put into the machine. So anyway, you hold that forward lean, straight arms, for about half of the leg drive. Then at the halfway point, you swing your back over your hips into a backward lean. It's pretty much equal to the forward lean. And then you pull the handle in to that powerful finish. 
And I do keep a powerful core braced, not tense as though you're about to get punched, but braced at both ends of the stroke. So here and here. Your abs should be nice and braced for the power. And then once the handle has come into your chest, around about sternum height, send it straight back out again. Over your knees. Rock your body forwards again so that as the handle is past your knees and your body isn't that nice forward lean again all you have to do is bend your knees and you'll effortlessly slide to the front of the machine again ready for the next stroke And that shift in momentum is really important because that's what means you don't have to tug yourself forwards with your feet. So if you can be up on your sit bones at the front, hips tilted forwards, then make sure you're still in that powerful posture as you finish so that your tailbone isn't tucked underneath you then all you have to do is a handle away rock over your hips then it's almost an automatic thing to do to just bend your knees and go sliding forwards you don't need to pull on the foot straps in fact that's both my feet out of the straps. Look. And I'm not falling off the back or stranded at the back. All right, then I think, I think I timed that quite well. Exactly 10 minutes gone at the point when I Stop talking technique. So let's pick up chapter three. So previously on John's rowing history, I'd learned how to row. Someone told me if I was a lightweight, I might win a couple of competitions. I thought I won the Scottish, I didn't. I thought I'd come third in the British, but I didn't. I then came second in the English, and then two weeks after that, or three weeks or how many weeks, basically right after my 40th birthday, I travelled to Boston, which is where they used to run the World Championships alongside the most amazing event called Crash B, the Charles River All-Star Has-Beens Crash B. Used to be they were in tandem. Crash B was the World Championships, but couple of years ago the world championship started to tour from place to place so the crash B is just a competition on its own in Boston but not when I went it was still the world championships and having got silver in England I quite fancied my chances of maybe getting third, but I didn't really know the competition. 
So anyway, flew from Glasgow to London and then London to Boston. Now still rowing for free spirits at that point. Great online team. But nobody from the team was rowing at the crash beats. And I was only kind of a what year and a half into my proper rowing career. Or maybe a year if that. So I didn't know anybody. Now looking back at it, there's loads of people I saw that I'm now friends with, but not back then. So I kind of arrived in Boston on the Friday night. Competition was on Sunday. But when I say Friday night, for me, it was one in the morning in Boston. It was like eight o'clock. So I had to, I had one day to try and shuffle my body clock enough. So I stayed up until like 10 and I had a good sleep. And then basically had all of the Saturday to wander around Boston in minus 14 and four feet of snow. <laughs> Luckily, I stayed at the Lowe's Hotel in still Back Bay, isn't it? In Boston. And that was lovely, so that was like a good home base. Anytime I got too cold, I just walked and walked and walked. Probably a stupid thing to do, actually. In terms of wanting to have as much energy as possible. But the good thing was, they got me a pass to the local Equinox gym. So I was able to go for a quick row on Saturday to kind of stir the tanks and make sure I was all topped up, ready for the race the next day. And that's really the tale of the Saturday, which is me wandering around, visiting Cheers and trying to find the bench that Robin Williams sat on in Goodwill Hunting and walking around Common. It's great. But then, it's bedtime, ready for the next day. And the one thing I haven't mentioned actually is that between the British and the English Championships, I managed to pick up a kind of a intercostal tear or a rib stress fracture, who knows, but I was rowing at 185 drag factor back then and I think the weight of doing everything at that uh, drag factor got me quite badly injured in terms of the amount of pain I was in. I was okay about 10 minutes into a row, but I was in agony afterwards. But I'd already signed up for Crash B, so I wasn't gonna pull out. Anyway, so the morning of the race, I just stood in the shower with a bar of soap that had gonna dimples on it. And it works quite nicely as a way to kind of massage my muscles. So just stood there for 20 minutes trying to ease off my intercostals while basically doing run-throughs of the race in my head from the basically playing it in real time from the start 
through to that minute and a half point where it all starts to burn. Then that middle 1K where it really is tough because it gets harder and all you can really see is the distance you still have to go. But once I get to about 500 to go, it's all just about sprinting from that point. So then just making sure you hold on and don't give in when everything is on fire. So, got dressed and being lightweights, it's like an earlier race and weigh-in was like eight o'clock in the morning or something. So I got there nice and early and luckily weigh-in wasn't any kind of an issue. Sailed through, got changed and then just sat in the bleachers of the, it's the Aganis, isn't it? Aganis Arena. And just watched everything, waiting for my race. Because of course, like I said, didn't know anyone. So, I was a very lonely fellow. But then, time came, about half hour before my race. So, time to get changed. Went to the locker room, and then find the warm-up machines, which luckily were plentiful and not covered with school kids practicing. They're really transitions like they were in the English in Manchester. Alright, eight strokes to go, then we'll have a rest for 90 seconds. Keep thinking about driving with those legs, keeping that posture up, arms straight. Two strokes. Oh, I'm gonna go back in straps for the next one, I think. Very nice of the sun to be out for this. My big, great big clouds about to come over, so hopefully I've got the aperture set right on my camera today. Last time I did, I didn't. It was like I was rowing at kind of the last ebbs of light in the night. It really wasn't that dark. But anyway, make sure and have a drink. Keep moving up and down the rail just to keep those muscles moving. If you want to do light rowing, then do, but just try not to exhaust yourself ahead of the next 20 minutes. I mean, it's still going to be a light row, 18 strokes a minute at 2k plus 20, so you're unlikely to tire yourself out for that. Ah. Oh, that sweat. I better not get in my eyes. All right. 30 seconds to go. I'm actually going to have a second drink because it's so warm. I've learned about my dehydration issues. Okay, 12 seconds to go. A little waggle of your backside, make sure you're seated comfortably. Get up on those sit bones, address the front of the machine properly to start in five, four, three, two, one, go. So, warm up went well. Oh, I'm a bit heavy for, hang on. I was going back into 20 strokes a minute then. That's better. Yeah, so warm-up went well. I based it loosely on Eddie Fletcher's warm-up. He's got a 20-minute one where you gradually increase your pace with a series of low-pace rows, rows. You'll see me do similar before the 500-meter tests. It's like a 20-minute warm-up end up rowing, or I do anyway, around about 5k, 
which does sound a bit overkill. <laughs> but as long as you don't charge it too hard, it doesn't actually sap your power. It primes you ready for the race. Uh, yeah, and then gives you a chance to get used to the sound of the floor at the announcer, which was actually Alex from Concept2, one of the people I've got to know since not knowing anybody. Uh, but it's the sound of their voices on the floor, the sound of all the flywheels spinning, the sound of the crowd roaring at the floor. It's definitely something you need to experience and get used to. It's totally different to the British Championships where, because you had the velodrome track between the rowers and the crowd, you didn't really hear that roar as much. And then at the English, well, there were lots of people there. Weren't as many as there were in Boston. So, it's pleased I still done those other races though. So I wasn't quite the rabbit in the headlights. And then got my race number, wander over to, I think it was Erg, either 44 or 46. Although it was probably 43. But I'll post a link to the race. Somebody recorded it so you can see me rowing it. But again, I had a timekeeper behind me who said, do you want any coaching? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna need it. And he was great. Although you do see him towards the end of the video with his eyes more on the scoreboard than on me. But I think by that point, he knew the result of the race. So anyway, much the same as the other ones, just kind of silence while they say, handles down, prepare to race. And then you sit there and go, oh no, <laughs> why am I here? What have I done? And then you chase, chase that thought away and get ready to rock. And then when they say go, you go. Now, I do a race start, which is basically two kind of half slide pulls, then a three quarters, and then I get into the main rhythm. If I was, bigger and stronger, I'd start off with just powerful strokes, full strokes, but because I'm a wee lightweight, the difference between my race start and trying to just bang straight into full length strokes can mean run about two seconds. So. Anyway, so, got out there, out the starting line nice and fast, and then I knew what my plan was, just to hold 140, 141. Basically, I didn't want to go below 141, and I was hoping to get some 140s. To be honest, couldn't tell you what the splits were now, but I finished with a uh, 644, I think, 
again I'll have to check the final time I think it was 6.44 or maybe I've just got fours on my head because I came fourth which you know travel all that way I'd kind of like to have got a medal but I think the third place was a good eight seconds ahead of me so that was never going to happen and bearing in mind it was my first huge race it's also the first race where everybody I was racing was on the monitor oh no I tell a lie English they were but anyway so I certainly when I finished spent a wee while licking my wounds at fourth but then I mean roll on to later that night when I look at all the people I'm racing against and I think crikey I'm fourth in the world for my age and weight that's not bad but right after the race phoned Julie phoned home and just said to her came fourth and she'd been watching it online and she knew and I just at that stage I just thought I'm thousands of miles away I don't know anyone I'm a wee bit wee bit mopey I just want to go home now but flight wasn't booked until the next day so that wasn't going to happen so I hung around watched a few more races but again because they didn't know anyone didn't even know who to cheer on so I just left just after lunch had a really nice hot dog met Peter from Concept2 the original one of the brothers told him how much I loved and hated his machine and then yeah wandered around Boston for a while had dinner and then when I went back up to my room sitting there waiting for me was a box of chocolates and four bottles of beer from the hotel concierge who I'd been talking to the whole weekend and told her why I was there and all that stuff and I just said four beers for fourth place <laughs> glad I didn't come tenth I'd have ended up trolleyed so anyway and then it's home time the next day and a bit of an anticlimax I'm afraid went for another row at the equinox but it was really just counting down the time to get there to get to the airport which actually Julie was really nice she'd laid on she bought like a limousine executive town car to take me back so I didn't have to deal with public transport or even just a standard taxi and that was nice and then when I got to the airport there was a mix up with my tickets and they didn't have a space for me they're like, we don't know how this happened IT problem your seat's not actually your seat and I'm like, oh man am I going to get home? I'm going to have to wait like five hours for another flight she said no because it's our error you can go business class, baby and you know what if I was feeling a little bit down after coming forth between 
the beers that the Lowe's Hotel gave me as a consolation and then that business class flight home it all ended, ended well that was Boston and everything kind of quietened down as Boston was the last race of the last race of the year really so because everyone then starts rowing outside until the next winter so we can fast forward through months of training and I took six weeks off to let my intercostals heal and then started to come back for the Scottish in what are we November 2015 yeah and this time I knew the score and didn't even bother entering the 2k <laughs> I thought just go for a pure age category so it was the 1000 meter 40 to 49 which went really well I mean same thing of early start get weighed in warm up this time I'd met enough people that I knew some folks or at least people start to know who I was and came up and spoke to me and that was nice and the race went really really well I uh, try to think really it was just I start at 1k you kind of the plan is start off fast keep going fast and when you feel you need to slow down just keep going fast <laughs> and that's what I did and I saw a couple of guys on my tail enough for me to push hard but still got a good comfortable first place I think it was 308 maybe somewhere like that uh, or it might be 310 can't remember anyway the key thing here is that one of the guys the guy who came second said to me you know you're not that far off the British record or in fact the world record with the pace you did today I'm sure at your age you can put in the training and maybe try and take it and that triggered off the kind of the next eight months worth of training which was focused on trying to break the British and or world record but still had other races to get through so between my um, the Scottish and when I eventually did the world record attempt so I had to go to the British Championships which were in January no December sorry and then the English again which were in February and then I planned to do the record attempt in May in a free spirits team thing kind of a weekend away well I say away to someone's house and I thought that could be a good time to try and get a world record in the company of teammates now I've only got four and a half minutes to go this row which I hope you're still holding technique for nice push with the legs straight arms good posture but I think I'm going to get to the record attempt so I might have to do 
couple more chapters of my chatty rose. Anyway, so the British, let's talk about that in four minutes. Again, I knew the score this time. I knew all the arrangements. I'd learned about weigh in and signing in and warm up, all that stuff. And I knew a couple of people. So I was really looking forward to it this time. Again, after the embarrassment of the last year where I thought I'd come third, but it was only third on my screen. I was a bit wary. I made sure to check this time. They said everyone would be on the same monitor. So woohoo. And the race went well. I think. I think. I'm trying to work out what one that was. Yeah. So. I was doing okay. I was kind of hovering around third place with my nemesis, Luis. And suddenly, he overtook me. I was starting to think, oh well, I'm just destined for third. And then I heard the announcer saying, Stevenson's lost it. He won't be able to catch Luis now. And that was like a red rag to a bull. Just closed my eyes and went for it. Uh, I seem to remember the surprised tone in, I think it was John Goodall doing the announcing. Surprised tone in his voice when I fought back and overtook Luis to get second. It's real hard push. But then the thing is, is it's easier to chase from behind because you still look valiant even if you only still come third. No one would have said, oh, you just didn't try hard enough. They'll still have said, wow, that was a good effort. Whereas being in second and being chased is a totally different matter. That's when you see the distance being eaten up and they can really play mind games with you. So anyway, got second and I think that was the first race I'd done after I shifted teams and joined Fitness Matters instead. Didn't leave free spirits for any bad reason. It was just purely the fact I kept going to races and didn't know anyone. And I kept on seeing Fitness Matters t-shirts. I thought, well, if I want to know people at these races, I could probably do with joining a team that actually goes to them. And that was the start of a continued, my continued time with FM, still rule for Fitness Matters. All right, one more stroke. Yeah, so, although Row Along is my brand for this stuff, I still, when it comes to races and things, still Row for Fitness Matters, just because it's, as much as I'd love to have Row Along as my own team, it's pressure I don't want, I don't want to be a team captain, I want to row and have people above me to chase and stuff and just feel part of a bigger hole. I do hope you understand. <laughs> anyway, have a quick drink. Oops, have a quick drink. Uh, and then we'll jump into a two minute cool down. You ready? Ooh. Let's go. Ooh. So just let yourself slide into neutral. Wasn't that tough a row today, those two 20 minute intervals. 
Again, my heart rate got up purely because I was talking the whole way through, but could knock off a good 10, 15 seconds if I'd kept my trap shut, which I'm sure my neighbors would probably appreciate as well. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the row itself. I hope you didn't miss the constant technique reminders. I'm hoping that the odd row every now and then when I'm not constantly just banging on about technique not only gives you a bit of a bit of relief <laughs> from me saying it, but it also means that it gives you a chance to kind of concentrate on technique yourself rather than having someone spoon feed it to you. And I hope you enjoyed this chapter in my story. I know I flew through the British Championships, which when you figure I got silver, I should have really laboured on. And especially as being gold was Tim Mayo, who I was never going to beat. We were basically, all the rest of us were all racing for second. Tim had gold sewn up right from the start. He's way too good. <laughs> um, so yeah, the rest of us were racing for silver. So I was really pleased to get silver, but in the end, it was only really a story of that last 500 meters, the overtaking of Luis. All right, one more stroke. So I'll do another couple of bottom tier rows to just finish off the story, to kind of bring us up to, up to date. I'll just keep on doing them until we're up to date, basically. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, it's a, just a really good fitness boosting building row that will, I mean, just burn through calories as you're doing that. My watch, what does my watch say? Watch says 600 calories. It's not bad, is it? That's, that's basically dinner burnt off, isn't it? So um, yeah, if you're doing it from that point of view, then it's a really good workout to do. Anyway, right, so that's the end of week four, session one. If you're doing this as part of the 2K plan or if it's just a standalone workout, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, week four, session two will be a mid-tier, so that'll be one of the harder uh, kind of tempo interval rows that will take you really into that intensity but not be a kind of top tier maximum destruction one it'll just kind of take you up into that where I need to hold on um, and that's it right I'm gonna stop here the last thing to say is the hashtag and let's just have hashtag Boston hey eh? because it was just uh, either hashtag Boston or hashtag crash B um, it's your choice you do what you want um, just to prove you got this far through the row. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for being part of this. I will go and wash the sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> Thanks again, stay safe, be well, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.